Welcome to Books with Noah, a podcast where I talk with my friends about their favorite books. I'd like to welcome Tracy to Books with Noah. Tracy is a man of many interests. He's an engineering team leader, a blacksmith, and most recently, a plant-based food enthusiast. Tracy, welcome back to Books with Noah. Hey Noah, thanks for having me back on. Uh, it was a good time last time, and so I've been looking forward to this too. Awesome. Today we're not talking about sci-fi. We are talking about Penn Jillette's Presto. Um, Penn Jillette, for those who may not know, is part of Penn & Teller. The, you know, they've got a show in Las Vegas now where they're you know, famous ma- uh, magicians with some you know, quite good showmanship. Um, I watched some of his videos on, was it Masterclass, where he talks about the craft and, um, and how people work. And, and so his book is called Presto. It's How I Made Over 100 Pounds Disappear and Other Magical Tales. So um, first of all, a short disclaimer. This discussion talks about diet. Nothing here is medical advice. Um, if you think you need that, go consult an actual professional. So, <laughs> so yeah. Tracy, tell me about how you got involved in plant-based diet and maybe how you found out about Presto and Pendulet. Sure. So, I mean, it's recent for me, obviously. Uh, um, well, not obviously, but uh, I've been a lifelong meat and cheese addict. I've just, uh, I love a good steak and um, just the standard American diet, as it's referred to in this book, or the sad diet has been my staple uh, as long as I can remember. Um, and with that, I've uh, gained weight steadily since I was in high school. I'd say, you know, every year I'd have good years and bad years, but in general, it's been an upward trend. And I guess it was probably around the end of mid to end of 2019 that I, that I realized that no amount of exercise or added time on the elliptical machine was having an effect on my, on my weight and how I felt. Um, and there's an adage that you, can't outrun a bad diet. And uh, I was kind of coming to that conclusion eventually. Um, you know, in years past, uh, in my younger self, I would be able to kind of burn off extra calories and keep my weight somewhat under control. Um, and I just was getting to a point now in my 40s that uh, it wasn't working as well. And the amount of hours that you would have to devote to, to exercise um, or that I would wasn't uh, wasn't a good value proposition. So I went looking for uh, a diet. Um, I've been on many diets over the years, um, but I, I knew it was time for a change. Um, I looked at keto. I looked at uh, a lot of the other diets that are kind of uh, popular right now. Um, in the past, I've done Atkins. I've done calorie restriction. I've done, oh, I'm just going to eat lean and, you know, get the fat free, whatever, and just try to control that way. And none of those ever lasted. I, I have had moderate success in the past. I lost 40 pounds at a time on Atkins and cravings were, were killer and, and just couldn't maintain it. So I really needed something that um, uh, was sustainable and that was going to work without fail. And uh, this is one of those books that in, in your life, sometimes a book will call along just at the right moment. Um, and that's what this one was for me. So uh, that's why it's, it's special for me because it kind of sent me down this path of, of learning what kind of diet was going to work for me and uh, hopefully, um, extend my useful 
useful hours as engineers to say, right? Time between failures. Um, so, so that's, so I just, I came across it on, on Amazon or Audible and, and listened to it that way. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my intro. That's how I came across it and why it's, why it's important for me. Wonderful. Um, I'd say my experience has been quite similar. Um, the book was, I think, inspirational and, and what I needed to hear when I heard it. Um, I guess we can give some background and a little bit of a spoiler, but um, so Penn Gillette describes how he's in the doctor's office. He's got issues out the wazoo. He's got, he's on all of the blood pressure medication. He's basically they're telling them that he's either going to die really soon or he's going to need to have um, I forget what kind of gastric surgery um, to to make him lose weight um and you know he just had kids i think and he was thinking about how you know he wants to be around for his children and his wife and all of that um and so he says you know give me what is it like three months or something uh to to turn it all around some period of time i don't recall yeah um and then he goes and talks to ray cronis cronis uh things well and i yeah I distinctly remember, I don't want to interrupt no, too much, but uh, distinctly remember the conversation with the doctor that he describes in the book. And it was something like the doctor's like, you're going to be back in six months and we're going to do this, this surgery and we're going to save your life. And he's like, whoa, 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 that sounds extreme. Isn't there something we can do? You know, give me, give me a little bit of time. And the doctor's like, yeah, okay, I'll give you six months and you can come back and have the surgery because nobody ever does what they say they're going to do. And nobody ever loses the weight and gets healthy. So, all right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> And so then, um, then Penn talks to Cray Ray, who um, I guess we can talk about him more in a minute, but who's a, I think at the time he was a NASA scientist, or maybe he was retired, I don't know. But, um, and they go on this insane diet where uh, until, um, until Penn hits his target rate weight, the only thing he eats is potatoes, you know, no salt no sugar, no butter, nothing on top of the potatoes, just straight up boiled potatoes and only boiled potatoes. Right. And he, you know, doesn't tell anyone why or talk about the diet. Um, there's no cheat days. It's just only potatoes. Right. And, and he loses like an astronomical amount of weight because it's, he's, he's, I guess probably been eating four to 6,000 calories a day. And now he's down to like, maybe 2000 maybe i mean if you look up how many potatoes you have to eat to hit 2000 calories it's like five or six pounds it's something ridiculous where you you know psychologically are so tired of potatoes by the time that like you know you won't ever eat that many um so i think his his body kind of went into a bit of a starvation self-metabolizing state um if i had to guess i don't I don't think it's actually starvation. I think part of the sort of the genius of uh, Cronice of Cray Ray, as he's described in the, in the book is that he's done the, some of the nutrition science and he knows that you can actually survive and maintain health by just eating potatoes. There's enough protein, there's enough carbohydrate sugars and all the other things that the body needs um, that you can actually sustain, you know, a healthy life. Uh, so I don't think it's starvation, but I think it's uh, just a rapid reduction in 
like incoming nutrients and the body has to adapt to that. But because yeah, starvation, I think, uh, suggests that you're like consuming your own muscle and your brain matter. And like, sure. Well, I mean, he definitely on the way to dying. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's not on his way to dying, but he definitely was metabolizing, I think his muscle and his, um, fat equally. I mean, he, I don't know, but yeah, uh, he, he, he achieves the goals that he set out to. And, um, for him, he also says, you know, this is not medical advice. If you're listening to a comedian for medical advice, you know, you're an idiot or something, <laughs> something funny like that. Uh, because he, he did come very close, you know, he had some close encounters where he was on a medication, um, for, for his blood pressure and it, the blood pressure went from being really high to really low because he was so rapidly losing the weight that the, the drugs started affecting him differently. So, um, even, even this can be, can be dangerous, I suppose, but, uh, it's just fascinating. I'll, I'll talk for a second. Um, I really enjoyed the audiobook for this because Penn Jillette himself reads it and the book is, I don't know how to describe it other than a bit crass. Um, I think he wrote the book for his past self, right? For the person he used to be, because it being the book that he needed to hear, right? Or he even at the end That's has a, a letter point, to yeah. himself, which I really enjoyed saying, um, you know, hey, you fat bleep, you know, do you actually <laughs> care about the people in your life? You know, if so, you're going to make changes. And um, he talks about all sorts of um, topics that are um, not family appropriate, if that's a uh, important consideration. But his showmanship and his way he reads the book and the way he tells stories is just so good. Um, yeah, he's, he's really self-effacing and he's um, he uses humor. And I mean, he's just a showman through and through and it comes out in the writing. Um, and so even if you're not looking for some new diet revolution or way of seeing food, it's still a fun read, still still enjoyable. Um, and I think I would have enjoyed it even if I hadn't been. But um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so tell us a bit more about your your journey about Cray Ray and what you think. About <laughs> sure. So I'll, um, I'll also disclose, I did not do the potato diet. Um, I was about that close to doing it because I like the idea of extremes. Um, and I, I just thought it'd be really cool to do it. And I think that's why it worked for, for, uh, for Penn is because he's a guy of extremes. He, you know, he, he doesn't use alcohol or drugs and never has, which is unusual in the um, entertainment industry. Um, he's a libertarian, I think, self-expressed libertarian, mm -hmm. which is very different from mainstream thinking in a lot of ways. Um, and so the idea that he could walk around and just order a potato and people are like, what the heck is with this guy? Um, yeah. I thought that was amusing and I think he enjoyed that. And yeah. so I, you know, I thought about it and, and decided, well, I'll, I'll try a more realistic approach to what's what's called a whole food plant-based diet um, and that's really what uh, Ray Cronice is a proponent of he's not really a proponent of the potato diet that was more of a not a gimmick but it was a, a useful means to adapt Penn to this new way of thinking and eating um, and to sort of uh, reduce his dependence on sugar and salt and oils and a lot of things that are in the standard American diet. Um, and so if you eat potatoes for a couple of weeks, um, you become very, very sensitive to salt and spice and other flavors that we take for granted right now. We're all very, very oversaturated with that if we eat the normal American diet, uh, which I still love, by the way. And, and I'll also say that um, uh, this 
this way of eating, according to Ray, is uh, it, it leaves room for what he calls rare and appropriate occasions. So if you go to a barbecue or you go to a friend's birthday party, eat the cake, yep. you know, have have the, the hamburger if that's what's being served. And it's about people and places and enjoying your life. Um, but what my philosophy of it is that I'm trying to eat this way about 90 or 95% of the time. And then when I eat the other way, when I eat the way that I used to with burgers and pizza and things, then I really, really enjoy it. But I know that tomorrow I'm going to be back on, you know, this way of eating. Right. So I, I, I didn't do the extreme. Um, and I guess we should describe what the whole, whole food plant-based diet is. It's basically um, you're trying to eat food in its natural state with the least amount of processing that you can. So if you're going to eat an apple, you eat an apple. You don't eat dried apple chips or applesauce with sugar and cinnamon and other things added to it um, because that apple in its, in its, the form that it comes off the tree is already a very balanced food. It has the right amount of fiber, the right amount of water, the right amount of sugars in it um, for your body to metabolize. And if you start taking out things or adding things, then you're sort of, throwing off the balance. And um, so if you try to uh, eat most of your food that way, um, that uh, allows the, the body to be more in balance. It's starting to sound a little bit woo-woo, which is not really the way that I want to <laughs> think about it. Um, there's really a lot of science behind it that, um, that Ray Cronice has, uh, has studied and practiced and published in papers, and you can actually go find him on, on the web. Um, he also published a... Uh, uh, a book he co-authored co a book called the health span yeah. solution the health span which i'll show solution. up here yeah we'll link to it yeah which has um the first maybe third of it has the the diet philosophy um and the scientific reasoning behind it and then the last of it is lots of recipes uh which i use a lot for for my, my eating these days um, and there's other other sources for that kind of those kind of recipes there's a large and growing community of people that eat this way so uh, back to what it what it means to be whole food plant-based least amount of processing as possible no added sugar no added salt um and probably the hardest for me is no oils so yeah. olive oil believe it or not is is off the table very calorie um, except for very um specific culinary uses like you may stir do a stir fry and you can actually do that in like a vegetable broth and then at the very end, you may add a dash of, say, sesame oil, maybe a dash of salt just for the culinary kick That's that you get. And those things stay on the surface and they don't get cooked into the food. So instead of eating, you know, four or five tablespoons of oil with that stir fry, you're getting maybe a half a tablespoon. Right. Um, and for most recipes, I don't actually I don't actually do that. And so so that's what it is. Um, leaving out the stuff that are food additives and um adjuncts and things like that. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really fun to eat this way. Actually, I've, it's opened up a whole new kind of world of flavors and I appreciate vegetables and fruit a lot more than I used to. Um, in Presto, Penn talks about, um, he, he's a big music fan. So he talks about uh, the difference between the standard American diet and whole food plant-based being, you know, uh, the standard diet is like rock and roll. It's got like four chords <laughs> yeah. and it's hard and heavy and it hits you right in the face and you just rock out and you're eating your pizza and your burgers and your, you know, cheese fries and, and it's great. But the other side of it is, I don't remember if he calls it classical or he calls it a symphony or do you, do you recall? No, I don't remember. It's something along those lines. Yeah. There's so much more nuance 
when you when you take out all the extra stuff and you enjoy food in the way that it uh, that it comes off the tree or off the plant. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I kind of rambled. So no, I think you have this is wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, he definitely inspired me as well, and I'm not doing anything as extreme as you guys did, but or are, but. Um, I did take it as a, a cue to, yeah, eat as many identifiable, you know, vegetables as possible and to really pack those in. And um, I think it definitely leads to to me feeling better. Um, and he kind of, yeah, pushed me onto that nutrition train of taking ownership and like not just being a passive consumer of, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to go to the grocery store without a plan and just buy whatever I stumble across, but, you know, show up with a shopping list, you know, with a, a plan of what I'm going to cook and to, you know, really be responsible for what I eat because it becomes who I am. So it's, uh, and, and it's, and it's hilarious. And if, if you like, you know, crude sex jokes, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them in there. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, he gets pretty crude, but it's, it's all in good fun. Exactly. Another thing that um, I was thinking about in, in terms of sort of defining what the diet is, um, people go, oh, so you're, you're vegan. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of the things that I eat could be considered vegan. Uh, the problem is that a lot of vegan food has a lot of junk so in a it, ton of a lot of salt and, and extra sugars and oil and, is a big and thing. I think the um, nuts servings are usually out so, of proportion too, right? Like, yeah, I, I, so I don't, don't honestly know. And, and like you said, we're not nutritionists or anything, but, uh, but I know that it's, it's not really vegan eating. And, and I know that you can be a vegan and, and adhere strictly to the no, no animal products side of things and still be really, really unhealthy. Yes. yes. <laughs> like you can eat Cheetos and like Cheez-Its probably, and still be considered vegan and, um, and it won't be good for you and you probably won't lose weight. So just something to consider, uh, as you approach this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So results, I guess. Uh, so one thing is, I don't think there's recipes in the book, something to, to let people know it's all just his journey and it's high level, you know, kind of what he, what Penn went through to lose the weight and become healthy and get his blood pressure in line. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want recipes, you're going to have to branch out and look at other, other sources. I noticed some of the reviews on Amazon were really like giving one stars because they're like, this isn't a cookbook at all. I, I, <laughs> you know, I didn't lose any weight. Right. <laughs> so, uh, that's really, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so my results have been, um, been pretty astounding for me, given my, my past history with diets. Um, I started about 304 pounds in February of uh, 2020 um, and went on the diet. And the first two to three months, I lost about 10 pounds a month. Um, and then it's sort of, it's almost kind of like a inverse log plot. It's, um, very, it's kind of plateaued and through, you know, summer and early fall, I continue to lose, you know, maybe two pounds a month. And then at October, November, December, which are always my like worst months, cause you've got Halloween with the candy and then mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and, and the holidays, I usually pack on weight. Usually that's where those are my worst months. Uh, and in this case, I, pretty much stayed flat. I didn't gain any. Wow. That's astounding. Um, yeah, it is. And you know, I still ate some goodies and I had some, you know, had a steak here and there. And so if you see me out at a restaurant eating a steak, <laughs> they'll go, Hey, I thought you were the vegan guy. <laughs> so I'm not. 
uh, I still I still enjoy eating that way, but uh, just maybe five to ten percent of the time. Um, and now uh, in we're into February now, and so January I started back on the downtrend. I'm still on the downtrend, so we'll see how far this goes. Um, my target is kind of around 250 is where I want to be. It's where I was in high school. Um, and if I, I, there's really no reason for me to to jump off of this way of living. So we'll see how far it goes. I, I don't plan to stop when I hit that weight, but I might have more rare and appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and just to wrap up, um, I remember Penn in the in the book describing his. Uh, his cheat days are whenever somebody mm-hmm. else is paying at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> it's just kind of comical. It's like, you know, whenever it's free, you know, he's going to go all out. That makes it appropriate. Yeah. So you can <laughs> yeah. make your own rules. And yeah, I think he, he was explaining how, yeah, those, those times out make him really appreciate taking care of himself because he, he enjoys it, but he's like, dear God, I couldn't do this every day. Like, I wonder I was the way. Yeah, you start to realize how maybe people say, oh, that sounds really extreme. You're not eating any oil or salt or anything. And um, But once you've done it for a little while, you kind of look in the rearview mirror and you go, man, I was eating extreme before. Like the amount of crap I was taking in just with every meal. It's kind of astounding. And it's uh, because there's this industry, you know, it's, it's like anything that becomes industrialized. There's teams and teams of scientists and food engineers that are, targeting flavor to try to yeah the folks at doritos have you know their panel with all of their human test subjects and they go oh you know garlic dust number four you know people ate 10 percent more and so you got yeah and thank goodness because i love doritos but you know thank goodness they're there and i you know i'm a capitalist and and i I love that that's available to me um when the time is right Um, and you know this may not be for everybody a lot of people can eat a balanced diet and moderate when, you know, uh, I've never been good at moderation when it comes to food. So yeah. this, uh, this works for me. Um, and the book is, uh, it's a fun read. So, cool. well, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for being part of books with Noah. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to books with Noah. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. You can also visit our website, bookswithnoah.com.